community, your radio station. This is Hope FM. Well, yesterday we heard from Priscilla Bartlett, one of our brand newest uh, presenters here on Hope FM, uh, presenting her challenge program. Today, I'm delighted to talk to somebody who has been uh, a part of Hope FM, or was a part of Hope FM, uh, pretty much right in in the early days. His name is is Ben Vane. Good morning to you, Ben. Morning, Blair. How are you? I am. I am good. Are are you getting withdrawal symptoms? You know, from radio and all of that. You know, because you can always come back. Kind, yeah, it never quite leaves you, does it, actually? Once you're in, you're in, I think, so, yeah. Can, can you remember, you know, how, how was it you first got involved with, with Hope FM in, in the first place? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's hard to know. I think it was my mum actually met someone through school or something who knew was involved in it or something like that, and I was really interested in radio and, like, DJing and playing music and stuff, and um, I was doing discos, actually. I was doing little you know, kiddie birthday parties um, on Saturdays and things, and, uh, yeah, I liked the idea of, of getting involved in radio. So, um, yeah, I was I was 14 at the time, and I came along. Yeah. And I, for I, some I, reason, you thought it would be a good idea to put me on the radio. So I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, well, obviously, you've got a great radio voice. But you, you obviously went on, went from Hope FM to much greater things and eventually, you know, into into commercial radio. What, what, what was that journey like for you? Um, yeah, it was exciting, really. You know, um, uh, there were days when commercial radio was, was very local and um, where everything happened, you know, locally in the same town. And, you know, it's just quite a small team of people. So I started work in, um, I guess, the work experience in Bristol, then went to Peterborough and arrived there not knowing the town at all. And I was um, I was doing all the, like, audio production. I was doing a, a two-hour afternoon show, and it was just it was exciting and fun. You know, you could, you could do everything in the radio station. Um, so they were fun days of, of local of local commercial radio. Um, and then I went to I went to London and, and worked for a big network and and did, did sort of audio production there. And then went to Birmingham and then to Northampton. And they, they were all exciting days. But um, yeah, sort of the whole the whole thing has changed quite a lot really, and it's it's a lot more um, nationalised now. And, it's still a lot of fun if you're in the right job, but there aren't so many of the right jobs around, I think, these days. No, well, of course, I, I remember whenever Ian and I first got involved with radio, you know, we, we had a whole talk department, you know, and it was it was a commercial radio station, Radio Hallam in Sheffield, and uh, and of course I was the God guy, so I I, uh, I always felt I had two heads and, and three arms, you know, but uh, but in fact, we, we, we had great fun, and there was a whole, there was a whole team of people who uh, produced nothing but features for, in, a, in a commercial radio station, essentially a pop radio station, but of course those days have, have long gone and now we, we tend to have more jukebox radio, or we do of course have specialist speech radio stations and whatever but it it, it has transformed the creativity element of it hasn't it that's right yeah and i mean it's i think it is still great fun it's uh it's just a slightly different world and it's harder to get into i think for you know young people coming up there just aren't as many opportunities to just do stuff with you know with sort of taking risks and things like that uh, these days, as things are more nationalised, it's just um, yeah, people don't want to take so many risks, and that's that's understandable, isn't it? it the world's just changed, and radio's had to change with it, and that's that's the way it goes, isn't it? Really. <laughs> now, obviously, more important things. Your life was to take another turn, and, and one of the things that made me call you was because I, I saw you at Easter time giving your your testimony uh, uh, on on Facebook, and I thought, wow, that is really powerful stuff. Uh, tell us something about about your faith journey. I mean, I know that you, 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 you had 
Christian influence, you know, when you, you know, when you were a lad, didn't you? But 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 how how did it, how did it all pan out? Yeah, thanks, Blair. Yeah, so yeah, I was brought up going um, going to church, and uh, my parents are Christians, and um, that's a great um, great bedrock for anyone, really, isn't it? To, to 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 have as the basis of your life. But I I, I didn't really live as a Christian um, through my sort of teenage years, and then went off to university, and certainly didn't live as a Christian then. Thought I was a Christian, but. Uh, you know, I wasn't going to church. I wasn't um, wasn't really interested at all. Um, and then things started to change a year after I left university. So I was I was twenty twenty two at the time, and I'd been in this long term relationship, um, which then broke up. Then, and sort of my world fell apart really. And I I realised, you know, that I, my life was empty. There was a massive hole in it, and I I was trying to fill it with things and fill it with all kinds of things some of which were really stupid um and not helpful and um one of which was a new hobby so i took up scuba diving Ooh. as you do um and yeah uh, it was all right it was good but um i just i just remember i was um i was scuba diving in a in a lake uh in uh, near peterborough actually uh, on a weekend in in october november it was it was grim you know it's just the uk is not a great place to go scuba diving really and uh, you know it's cold and murky and dark and i was at the bottom of this like i was thinking what like what are you doing with your life like you know you're you're miserable you're having a miserable time and you're at the bottom of a lake and quite frankly you know anything could happen at the bottom of this lake you know your life is really fragile what am i doing and i suddenly realized exactly what i was doing which was that i was running away from god and i didn't know him and wasn't paying him any attention at all i thought wow I'm, I'm so stupid, you know, I, I, I could die now, and and what then? So at the bottom of this lake, I actually, I prayed to God, you know, the God I'd heard about growing up, um, and, uh, and I said, you know, God, if you bring me out of this lake now, um, I'll find out about you once and for all. And uh, and within sort of five minutes, I think, I was standing on the shore, and I thought, oh, right, I better, I better do what I said now. So, um, so I rang my sister, who'd become a Christian at university, and just said, Emma, um, you need to take me to a church. Um, and she was like, what? Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so she did. She took me to a church in London. Um, and uh, I was just really hungry to find out about um, about God for the first time properly. And I did a little um, Exploring Christianity course where we looked at Mark's Gospel in the Bible. And uh, it was, we, did it, we did it in a pub, actually, in the upstairs room of a pub. Uh, and uh, this was a great environment for me just to just to think properly about Jesus. And I was, I was amazed because for the first time I, you know, I heard, I knew Jesus died, but this time I heard Jesus died for me personally. And I knew that because I needed him to die for, for me turning my back on God. And I knew I'd been doing that. And I was amazed that God himself would come and pay the price for me turning my back on him. And that was, wow. I was just, that is incredible. And I thought, I can't be a Christian. I can't, I can't be a Christian. I can't live a Christian life. But the Christians around me said, you know, um, just, just keep going and God will show you and he'll help you. Um, and I did. And that was, uh, well, that was 2005, something like that. And um, many years have passed and gradually I've been growing. Um, and here we are today. Hope FM, Faith-Filled Radio. Ben Vian, who's my guest this morning, one time presenter with Hope FM, and then quite an, an, a broad career in in commercial radio, but of course no longer in commercial radio because you're doing something completely different, Ben, aren't you? 
Yeah, uh, yes, I am, Blair. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm a church minister now, um, ordained in the Church of England, and at the moment we've um, we're in Oxford, and uh, we came here almost exactly a year ago to start a new church, a new local church in an area called Cowley. So we're doing a, a church called Grace Church Cowley, and it's been um, been going for six months now. Uh, obviously, we're now on lockdown, and so we're doing virtual church for the last month, which is a strange thing. Um, but yeah, here we are, um, planting, planting a brand new church. That's, that's what we're doing right now. Now, it's a big thing, actually. I mean, obviously, you, you talked about, you know, actually discovering, you know, real faith for, for yourself. How did the call to minister, because I know you had to go to, to Bible college for a few years. How did that, how were you sure that that was the direction that God wanted to take you in? Yeah, thanks, Blair. Well, it's a hard thing to know, isn't it? I think um, uh, I moved back to Bournemouth, actually, um, in 2009. And, uh, and yeah, back to my hometown to do what I thought was the perfect job in my hometown. So I was, I was managing the local radio station, um, uh, which I won't mention right now, uh, in Bournemouth. Uh, that was my job. And, uh, and that was all great. Um, but I got involved in Christchurch Westbourne and the church in Westbourne, the church in church there. And uh, they started giving me things to do. They started giving me Bible studies to lead, and um, yeah, sort of you know, doing stuff. And I thought this is really hard. I've never done anything so hard in my life as try and teach the Bible to people. Um, I found it really, really hard. And yet, strangely, I thought this is this is really interesting. I, you know, I, I I can see that God might use me in this, even though I find it the hardest thing I've ever had to do. And gradually they gave me more things to do. And um, then radio started being restructured, and I had a bit of a choice to make of whether I was going to stay and, and be moved again or whether I was going to take a bit of a departure. And so I thought, actually, do you know what? I don't want to leave Christchurch Westbourne, the church I'm at. I don't want to wait another six months before a church gives me things to do again. I want to I get stuck in. I want to keep going. Um, I also met uh, uh, a girl called Catherine, um, who's now my wife, um, oh, yes. and uh, that probably had some influence as well <laughs> at the <laughs> church. And thought, I just, I just want to, I just want to see how this goes. So I decided to leave radio um, and take a bit of a risk and uh, use the redundancy money to do a little Bible course um, part time. I was commuting up to London to do that called Cornhill, um, just two days a week, and uh, did that for. A year, and during that year, the guy at Christchurch Westbourne said, "You know, I think we should probably just write to the bishop and you know, and see you know, see what he thinks." And I thought, "I can't do that. I can't be a Church of England minister. That's not me. No way." <laughs> but they, they persuaded me. You know, it's, it's not not necessarily going to happen. But if you don't write the letter, it never can happen. So, so, so I did, and every stage has been a bit like that. It's been a bit like, really, is this really what God wants me to do? And we just sort of push the next door and and we see and we did that you know we went off to the selection conference and i thought this is this is never going to happen uh, but we did say you know if they say yes well that's that's very clearly god's will i think because because you know frankly for them to say yes would be a miracle um, <laughs> and they said yes and i was like wow i can't believe this okay well this seems to be what god wants us to do so catherine and i we married a year we went off to london to oak hill college uh, to Bible college for three years. Um, we arrived there with no children. Um, we came away with three children eventually. Um, uh, we did three years at Bible college and mm. um, and then spent four years in a church a mile away from there, actually, um, as the curate, which is like the assistant minister, assistant pastor. 
um, uh, sort of my first taste of full-time uh, ministry. Uh, and then a year ago, we left there and came to uh, for me to lead this church, um, to, um, this brand new church, which is a it's a new church planted from a very big church called St. Ebb's Church in the centre of Oxford. Um, this church has been planted on the outskirts of Oxford in an area called Cowley, which is a <clears throat> sort of traditionally working class area, very diverse, very interesting and, and hard to reach from the city centre. So, so here we are um, starting something brand new and each stage has just been uh, just, just pushing doors and not really sure whether they'd open or not. And gradually God's just shown us where he wants us and we're really sure this is where he wants us well it's, it's been quite a journey for you and i i love the name of your church i mean grace church it's, it's a fantastic name for for church of england uh, yeah. plant and, and of course the, the fact that you're right in the middle of of, of an estate how, how how's the work going are you have you gradually been able to build relationships with the community yeah, thanks, Blair. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it, all, all, all church sort of uh, work is sort of slow. I think that's, that's everyone's experience, isn't it? We, we've been very blessed that we started with uh, 60 adults. Uh, is that right? 60 adults? 60 people in total. Oh, I yeah. can't even remember. 60 adults. Yeah, that's right. And 20 children. Um, so we started quite big with this, with this sort of team who came from the big church. And um, so we felt big on, on day one. But yeah, we've... Um, we're through sort of community um, uh, fun days and uh, Christmas carol services and things. We've seen hundreds of people come through the doors. That's been wonderful. The long, the longer term thing is to actually reach people and, and bring them into the church family and God willing um, see them come to trust in Jesus. And that's a much longer term thing. But we have seen wonderfully local people in the area who've just been crying out for a local church. Um, maybe they've given up going to church. Some have. Um, maybe they've just been struggling um, to to find a church they connect to locally. And and we've seen some of those people join our church family. And so we do. We start to feel already like a like a proper local church, which is which is really exciting. We're starting to be a bit more diverse, and it's great. But it's a long term thing, and it yeah, it takes a long time. Um, We've seen one guy come to faith, actually, even in the lockdown, which has been amazing. You know, I was um, yeah. reading the Bible with him before the lockdown. Then on Skype, we continued on Skype, and um, he came to trust in Jesus over Skype, which is just, you know, kind of hilarious, isn't it, that God can do that? But he can. So, um, yeah, one by one, we see, yeah. we see God at work. Well, it will be interesting, won't it? Because, I mean, obviously, I mean, I've always believed that God ships us, you know, for the future that only he can see. And uh, so every stage of our lives, you know, and in your case, uh, through radio and technology and uh, Bible college and, and all, all of that, tremendous experience. It'll be very interesting to see how God knits all of that experience uh, together. And because I'm quite sure that the training that you would received at every point of your of your life's journey uh, you know god will, will use and here you are of course having to do uh, uh, your church on the internet and uh, I, I bet you're yeah. having having fun back to the technology again yeah it's, it's wonderful and terrible all at the same time because technology is a great thing isn't it it's so exciting i love it but um the problem is when it goes wrong and doesn't it go wrong like goodness me it's, oh yes oh yes it's hard work for everyone isn't it? So, yeah for more inspirational interviews, podcasts, and Hope FM best bits, visit hopefm.com forward slash listen again.